welcome to none of this is real it's a podcast about mysterious and weird stuff and i'm doomsday Demini. and i'm sarah sinkhole hey sarah sinkhole what's up hey doomsday Demini. i am just you know sinking further down in that hole every day someday i'm gonna hit the bottom how is it down there it's kind of cozy today i'm okay i'm okay with it today it is okay. really hot, though. It's a hot hole. It's a hot, hot hole I got over here. <laughs> Ew. Well, Ew. The, the spiritual prepping for Doomsday is going well, also. Is it? I was going to ask. Okay. Yeah, I thought you might. I saw a red moth, and it's a good sign. Oh, yeah? It's really pretty. Have you ever seen them? It's a red, uh, pink, it's called a pink-striped oakworm moth. I looked it up. It's and red? It, it's red. I don't know why it's called pink, but it's well, red. False advertising. Seriously. And it has a white dot on each wing, and its head's kind of furry. It's really pretty. That sounds familiar. Have you ever seen that pink and yellow one that looks like that? It's furry, and it is really pink. No. Oh, they're gorgeous. Are they here? Mm-hmm. They're here right now, behind you. Oh, my God. <laughs> We have been asked for more moth content, so this this is what you hey, asked for. You asked buzzards. for it, you got it. We're talking about <laughs> moths for two hours straight. Actually, that'd probably be very interesting. Probably would be. Yeah. No, really, though, that... this is a random weirdness episode coming at you. Episode? <laughs> it, this is a random weirdness coming at episode, you. bro. Dude. We're coming at you with something random, something weird, and quick. We're going to hit you with it and get out. Are you ready? I want you to hit it. Hit it and quit it. Okay. Sorry. All right. I, I got Don't. maggot brain on the brain. You are going first. Please tell me something weird. I am first. And I'm going to tell you about something I talked about on the mysterious Rocks of North Carolina episode. A little follow-up. A little like follow-up. Because I mentioned, I do remember, I mentioned, unless you cut it out, um, something about... <laughs> Sir Walter Raleigh and some weird ideas that he had, uh, some weird drawings he made when he came to the New World. Yeah, I don't, mm, I don't think I cut that out. I think it's in there. Okay, and either you way, did it's, it's say you were going to talk about it on a random weirdness. You did say that. Yes, I'm. I am fulfilling my promise. Look at Thank me. Thank you. Doing what I said I was going to do, like a real adult human person. This is adulting 101. <laughs> yeah, sure. Why not? Don't. Nope. Not me. I ain't teaching that class. Okay. So I got this information from Wikipedia. Duh. And uh, PatagoniaMonsters.blogspot.com. So I'm just going to tell you about Sir Walter Raleigh real quick. He was born in 1552 or 1554. Um, and he was a, an English landed gentleman. Writer, mm-hmm. poet, soldier, politician, courtier, spy, and explorer. He was a colonizing smarty pants is what he was. Okay. Um, instrumental in the colonization of North America and granted a royal patent to explore Virginia. Also, who the capital of our lovely state is named after. Raleigh. So in 1594, Raleigh heard of a city of gold in South America and sailed to find it and published an exaggerated account of his his experience in a book that contributed to the legend of El Dorado. During those travels, he uh, came to North Carolina and sponsored the Roanoke colony. 
He sponsored them? Like, did yes. they have ads? Yes. They had ads all over that said, like, Sir Walter Raleigh's a really rad guy. They were all promoting him on their social media accounts? Okay. Cool. Yes. Mm-hmm. He, was an, he was an early influencer. And in, I want to say, this book was written in 1590s, 1590-something. Sure, why not? There is a strange reference to a group of peculiar natives known as Iwapanoma. Iwapanoma? Iwapanoma? Sure, why not? And I will try to read to you this old English passage <laughs> that is this looks okay, like this a different language. Just, yeah. Likewise, a most beautiful country next unto Ami, there were two rivers, Atoika and Cora. And on that branch, which is called Cora, maybe, are a nation of people whose heads appear not above their shoulders, which, though it may be thought a mere fable, yet for mine own part, I am resolved it is true, because every child in the provinces of Aromia and Canuri affirm the same. They are called Iwapanoma, and they are reported to have their eyes in their shoulders and their mouths in the middle of their breasts and that a long train of hair groweth backward between their shoulders. So, and you could look this up. This is a thing that Sir Walter Raleigh said existed here. You can look. There are pictures that he drew. I this I found this out years ago and have thought it was hilarious. Um, I actually uh, modified a Ken doll to make my own. When did you do that? The Ken doll? Yeah. Maybe like two or three years ago. I cut its That's face so off and I... Filled in the neck, cut its neck and head off, and put the face on the chest, and filled it in with this like plastic filler. <laughs> it's really stupid looking. Oh my gosh, that my, sounds creepy. It's one of my favorite things I've ever made. Although I think Levon ripped the hair off of it because he can't not touch my art. Okay, they they're not unknown throughout history because they are called in other places the Blemies. Blemies, B L E M M Y E S. Um, Pliny the Elder mentions them. He said, they lack heads and have their eyes placed on their chest. Um, Excuse me, sir. You seem to be lacking a head. Pardon me. Your lack of head is very curious. Madam. (laughs) Go go ahead. Oh, no, you're fine. I could, you could wax silly all all over this subject because it's pretty ridiculous. Um, Sebastian Munster mentions in his book Cosmographia, placing them in India beyond the Ganges. They're mentioned in Beowulf. There are islands where people were born without heads. They are eight feet tall and eight feet wide. Whoa. Yeah. That's really wide. <laughs> That's a big square, square person. people with eyes for nipples. <laughs> okay. Dang. I'm making myself laugh with my own pictures in my head. Strabo, the Greek historian who lived from 63 BC to 23 AD, mentions them among the tribes uh, lived south of Egypt, and they were subjects of the Ethiopians. And his account was based on an older account that came from 196 BC. So this is a thing, and some people think that it is just a misrepresentation or a mistaken representation of Neanderthals, who maybe had like you know, just just shorter necks. Oh, maybe. And a lot of hair on their back. Yeah, they were hairy. There's also some kind of 
community or tribe of people that hunted in a way that have been talked about where they would hunch their shoulders up to their ears and like sink their heads down. So people think maybe that is what they, they originally wrote about just this way of these, this, these people carried themselves. And then it just evolved into people thinking, Oh, they just had faces in their chests. They had faces where their tits should be. And they had no head. Obviously that's what that is. Yeah. Also considered an exaggerated report about apes. Do you think maybe that this is, from people writing kind of poetically in their journals, but not realizing that people later down the line in history are going to take it as real, that it's yeah. a real account. Yeah, <laughs> that Sir Walter Raleigh would be like, oh, yeah, there's headless people in North Carolina. Actually, I don't know if he said they were in North Carolina or not. He just wrote about them in his travels. But seriously, look the picture up. I'm going to look it up now. Okay, go, do it. But you go. So I'm just going to wrap it up with this other theory that's pretty shitty um that people think maybe this is a way to convey that the idea that natives were extremely different than europeans it was just like all these freaking weirdos they don't even have heads (laughs) oh yeah that could be definitely have heads y'all they have heads yeah these drawings are weird aren't they crazy huh yeah so apparently you know this is something people have written about for centuries. And Sir Walter Raleigh's drawing is my favorite of all the drawings, and which inspired me to make my own. Blimmy? Blimmy, Blimmy? I think, yeah. Yeah. Sure, why not? Sure. And there's there's way more mentions of them in other people's writings throughout history, but I just want to keep it brief and just say, you know, go down that rabbit hole, people. It's interesting. <laughs> we encourage you to go down the rabbit hole. Follow oh. the headless person down the rabbit hole. When you first started, when we first started talking about this, I had a mental image of Sir Walter Raleigh as a, a social media influencer in like a <laughs> bikini or something, <laughs> drinking a smoothie. Oh, he definitely—he's the one that brought tobacco to England too. So, yeah, he was—he was an influencer. He was an influencer and quite the artist. What a guy! What Thank a you. guy! Okay. Well, are you ready for a little, another little piece of history? Yes, I am. So this is a little similar because it's a little piece of history. It's not as long ago. And it's also someone's account of something they saw. Okay, look at us. Same wavelength. And you've probably heard this story before because it is my mom's account of the time she saw a UFO. What? (laughs) (laughs) I called her and I got her to do uh, a retelling of it for me so that I could write it all down and have it for perpetuity. So the first weird thing that happened is every single time I started to ask her about the sighting, the first two or three times, the call dropped. And I was like, ooh, the aliens don't want us to broadcast this. They don't want us to know. They don't want us to know. But I got the story. I got the scoop. It's right here. So I got the scoop. Picture this. It is a bright, sunny spring or maybe early summer day in 1982. It's in North Carolina in a little house kind of in the middle of nowhere across from a cornfield. 
and my mom was putting me down for a nap. I was probably just a couple months old. So she put me down for a nap and she walked out to the carport because it was a beautiful day. And on the carport, she could still hear me if I cried, but she could still look outside and look out, look out at the cornfield. She was looking out, she said the sky was blue, it was gorgeous out. And all of a sudden she noticed a black shape going back and forth across the cornfield just slowly going back and forth across it. And this shape was, she described it as a dark object, like a huge frisbee. And she said it was not reflecting any light from the sun and that it was a little smaller than a small airplane and flat like a disc. That shape was just going back and forth, back and forth across this cornfield. And I said, well, did, did it make any noise? And she was like, no, it was totally silent. Super creepy. That is creepy. And <clears throat> so she said it was about 100 yards away from her, so not far. So like the, the house across the street from you far. And that it was up a little higher than a, like a four-story. So like two suburban houses stacked on top of each other. Not super high and really close. And she said she watched this thing for about 20 minutes and she started to get the creeps. And she was like, I just need to go inside. So she went inside. And that was her account of it. She never saw it again. However, later on, uh, years later, she talked to my Aunt Marcia about it. Now, my Aunt Marcia and Uncle Mark lived nearby. They lived, like, in the same neighborhood or something. They lived in the same small, small town. And so they would hang out all the time. And later on, Marcia told her, Oh, yeah, I saw something weird one night when I was putting Eric to bed. Eric's my cousin who's four years, no, three years older than me. So this was when Eric was an infant and she was putting him to bed at night and she saw out the window a weird bright light that couldn't have been a plane. She said it was just a really odd light and she got really freaked out and I would like to get more details from her, but I didn't call her and make her <laughs> recount her whole story, but I've heard her tell it next, in person. Next random weirdness, huh? Next time. But she saw something really weird when my cousin was a baby, and then my mom saw something really weird when I was a baby in the sky in the same place. So. Hmm. So that means that you and Eric are actually alien hybrids. Is that what you're saying? Possibly. Or we were <laughs> visited. Or Makes they sense. were checking us out. And my mom said, she said, quote, maybe they were looking for infant brains. Oh, they're, they're <laughs> infant brain eating aliens. Don't stereotype them like that, Kathy. Maybe it was an early model drone. A very early model drone. Yeah. But I don't I think so, because unless it was a secret from the government, they weren't really making drones yet. So unless it was a secret from the government. Of course it was. Of course it was a secret government experiment looking a for infant A secret government brains. experiments trying to steal babies' brains. Maybe they didn't want ours. Maybe they were like, mm, these aren't great. These brains are bad. Or maybe the thing in the field that my mom saw was a distraction, and while she was out there kind of hypnotized by the going back and forth, something came in the back way and was in my room communicating with me and that gave me a lot of wisdom and knowledge and that's why i'm so wise oh, i see full circle comes back to why you're so cool i get it okay that's fine why, that's why i was visited by an alien when i was an infant y'all sure yeah mm -hmm. that's what they did they gave you wisdom 
quotation mm-hmm. marks. Um, or they took a part of my brain, and that, that would explain that a lot. seems more likely. <laughs> <laughs> There's a piece of my brain floating around in space somewhere. I mean, hey. And I'd cool. like it back, please. I would appreciate it. Thanks. Excuse me, aliens. Can you please return? Secret government aliens, please return my frontal cortex. Just kidding. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you wouldn't be able to function without that one. Um, Lorenzo and Levon saw something weird. He took a video of it. I wonder if he still has the video. If he still that has was, that video. I'll ask him. It was solid black. It was a triangle sort of shape. And it was hovering in the sky for a really long time. I mean, and this was like two years ago, so it's much, you know, much more likely that it would be some kind of drone or something now. But Lauren is a huge, Lauren does a huge um, airplane nerd, as you know, so he knows all kinds, and he has built his own drones. He's built drones. So he would be the one that would be, and he's very skeptical of everything. So he, if, if he thinks that he saw something unexplainable, then you know it's really weird. Well, there you have it, y'all. We have aliens in North Carolina and we have apparently strange people with their heads in their chests. Maybe the Blemmies were aliens. There we go. See, this episode perfectly ties together. You're oh welcome. You're welcome for another theory that is totally bizarre and wrong. <laughs> <laughs> and the good thing is, though, that you don't have to believe any of it. No, you probably shouldn't. But you do have to believe on yourself. Please, please. Believe all over yourself until next time when we come at you with a full episode. Thanks. Love you. Sorry. We believe on you. Bye. You're welcome. Bye. really enjoying none of this is real you know the podcast you're listening to but you kind of wish you could get paid to listen to it well the podcoin app actually pays you to listen to this podcast and all your favorite podcasts because it's the podcast player that pays you heard of it if not don't worry super easy just get the podcoin app on iphone or android sign up and start listening to podcasts you'll earn podcoins You'll either earn gift cards or you can donate to charity. It turns your podcast listening into actual dollars. I use the PodCoin app now to do all my podcast listening, and I love it. Go on there on your app store, your Android store, whatever store you got going on over there, and check it out. Use the invite code NOTREAL, and you'll get 300 PodCoin just for signing up. That's 300 PodCoin for signing up with the PodCoin app using the code NOTREAL. Goodbye.